0: La di ti da da do da da da. This is the Maddie and Anthony podcast, and what a treat we have for you today. We are gonna make a road trip. That's right, we're a gonna. A field trip. Oh yeah, a field trip. We're going on a field trip to the Macaron Gallery. We're gonna head out there to see one of our favorite comedians, Jim Carrey's art show, Indignation. It's political drawings by Jim Carrey. Please turn the music down. We're going to be interviewing this Michelle Macaron, and uh, she owns the gallery. We, We actually met her at a vulture party, which was really exciting.
1: And I was wearing my jungle pants, which I was very excited about, and they're a big hit.
0: Yeah, they were a huge hit, weren't they? The minute I saw Maddie, I was actually texting him because I didn't know what to wear, and and a lot you of times you were calling me. A lot of, yeah, yeah, you're right. I called a lot of times with these events. We check in with each other, and then Maddie wears the exact same thing I'm wearing. Yeah, even <laughs> after, after we covered, I'm like, I'll wear a suit, and he'll be like, I'm gonna dress in a leather jacket, and then he shows up in a suit, and we look like a couple of. Well, we hmm. wore
1: the last Netflix party we went to. We ended up wearing a floral patterned shirt. Yeah, yeah.
0: But this time, Maddie said, "I'm wearing jungle pants," and I laughed. And you I said, "You laughed?
1: <laughs> you said no, you weren't." And I was like, "Well, I guess you'll see."
0: And I showed up full on jungle pants. And I had the jungle just pants just like on. MC Hammer from the '80s <laughs> or early '90s. And he looked at And proud I gotta tell you,
1: I felt like a million bucks.
0: He felt so much like a million bucks that a famous lady from an art gallery got into a conversation with us. Walked up to us. And now we're going to see Jim Carrey's art. And I'm very
1: Uh, excited. He's a hero of mine uh, since I was a a wee child. Well, uh, since I was 13.
0: So we're going to go there, but I need to take a quick second to talk to you audience members out there that are listening. Maddie and myself, we're on, on, on hard times. My new nickname in my neighborhood is Tiny Tim, and it is just a bummer. Is this true? It is. Tiny Tim. So now what we need is to find sponsors for this podcast.
1: We do need sponsors for the show. So if you're interested in sponsoring our show, please email at maddieandanthonypodcast at gmail.com. Is this true? People call you Tiny Tim.
0: No. So if there's (laughs) any sponsors out there, we will talk about your dog food, talk about your food for dogs, and even even talk about pizza. Now we got that out of the way, and I wanted to talk to the man of the hour, looking real cool. He's wearing his Ace Ventura (laughs) t-shirt, Greg Buckman. Uh, Maddie's also wearing a mask t-shirt, so everyone's got Jim Carrey theme. Yeah. Greg, where'd you get that t-shirt?
2: Wow, where did I get it? I got it at the swap meet.
0: It's uh, a Jim Carrey t-shirt. He's leaning back with his famous... A's fan, chair. a look, and it says, All righty, then, in a bubble coming out and of the mouth. And he's eating
1: sunflower seeds.
0: Yeah, what's going on with those?
1: <laughs> uh, he was hungry. Well, no, Ace Ventura, he ate sunflower seeds. I don't think he really likes the movie. I love
2: the movie. I'm an animal person like you. I was going right. to ask you about the vultures at the party. Why would he have what the shirt vultures? if he didn't like <laughs> You went we to know. a vulture party. Did you feed the vultures? We did, actually. Uh, wow.
0: We fed the vultures, and it was really cool. They uh, Did you know they eat salmon?
1: I love salmon. Okay, so, so before we get into it with Greg here, I just want to ask you, Anthony, and if you could ask me. Uh, How did uh, Jim Carrey influence you as a kid?
0: Okay, first of all, stop screaming at me. (laughs) Unbelievable. I'm not screaming at you. You said, Anthony, I need to talk to you about something. And you said, when you were a child, how did he influence you? It's actually a sad story. You okay with that? Yeah. I was uh, trying to play Little League. And I worked That's for it. my story. No, it's my story. <laughs> that's my story. I was trying to make what a little. The? <laughs> oh, Maddie, I was playing Little League. And Stop I didn't. It. Uh, what? That's my story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Maddie's story. story. That's Maddie's story. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, was sometimes we mix things up. But for real, when I was a child, it was the movie Ace Ventura. I was watching the start of that movie, and it was him as the UPS man. And he was kicking the box and damaging the box and just losing it on the box. (laughs) And I don't remember laughing that hard. Also, (laughs) I loved Fire Marshal Bill, Vera DeMilo. When I was a kid, I remember going on a fishing trip. And it was like very kind of a manly, like a rite of passage. I went with uh, a bunch of guys. I opted to stay back and watch In Living Color because I love Jim Carrey so much. So I just sat in the cabin on a little TV and watched In Living Color while the rest of the guys were having fun and probably burping and catching fish.
1: How he influenced me is Anthony (laughs) tried to steal my story, but I'm sorry, uh, I forgot. That's okay. Uh, I didn't get into Little League baseball, I had tried out and I didn't make the team. So my parents took me out to see Ace Ventura. By the way, my best friend, Teddy, got into Little League and I didn't. I was really upset, kind of crushed about that as any 13-year-old would be. I saw Ace Ventura, like you said, that same shot of him walking down the street. Just that iconic shot of him with the box and like throwing it everywhere and making the hilarious facial expressions I lost it. And when he was dancing around in the, the pink leotard, I, I just, I had never laughed that hard in my life. I was on the floor, probably pissing my pants. He was my hero. And immediately after that, I like made this gym care. I cut pictures out of magazines and put it up on my wall. He was my hero. And then yes, dumb and dumber, the mask, the cable guy, He's a force of nature. And, and it, now artwork. And, and he's and been doing, he's artwork, doing art.
0: or artwork for a long time, and he's and fantastic And I saw him speak at,
1: at the Vulture thing about his art, and it was i got to tell you, it was really vulnerable and really sweet, and he just really opened, opened himself up to people, and I think that's really amazing.
0: Greg, what's your Jim Carrey moment?
1: Well, first of all, I do love
2: the movie Ace Ventura. I know it by heart. Okay. okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, wow. I'm sorry. This never happens to me. Okay. I'm so sorry. Uh, wow. Do you want to go again? Wow. Hey, why'd you step on that cockroach, huh? Wow. I'm pretty obvious. Uh, 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 Somebody cut you is that from? Uh, do not a- go in there. <laughs> wow. He
0: did not say wow once. And then, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs>
2: about that. But okay, the Miami Dolphins and the ring and the You're mailbox. You're saying things, things that happen I in the movie. I know the movie by okay, great. heart.
1: You're screaming into and, the and mic. And what happened to the Settle animals down. in
2: that movie? Did, um, did they go on to get other roles, too? Does anybody know what happened to the parrot or the birds or the uh, animals that were in the movie? Did they get roles after that? What happened to the rest of the cast? Maddie, just
0: be quiet until he's done. No,
2: no, I'm wondering what happened because the coach of the Miami Dolphins got fired. That was in the movie. Did they go on to stuff the animals?
0: Maddie, hold me. I'm scared.
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm just wondering. And was that a real cockroach he stepped on?
1: Tell us about your... Uh, you've been messaging okay, with him on Twitter. Out. Yes, I've been on
2: Twitter with a Jim Carrey talking to him back and forth in private messages. That is
0: not that true. That is not true, Well, yes, Greg. it is. And, um, that is not true.
2: I've been talking to him a lot.
0: Tommy, are you Twitter. listening to this? Tommy, the engineer?
1: Uh, I got to say, it does seem unlikely, the real Jim Carrey. Why would he be messaging But if he was Greg? messaging anyway, you know, it would be Greg. Okay, first of all, it needs... If it's officially him, it needs a check mark. Is there a does,
2: check mark on this? What's the handle? Mark? What's the handle? What's the handle? Come in ten four big butter truck driver. What's the handle out there? <laughs> okay. Um, that's truck driver talk. Okay, let me see. Yeah, we got that. More okay, importantly, um, what well, is Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey? Well, it says Jim Carrey,
1: okay. What's he saying to you? Is he asking for your social followed security? Followed by number?
2: No One You Know. It has a picture of the presidents, um, the famous. What's are- the handle,
1: Greg? It's the handle Rushmore. is
2: Jim by the way. Carrey at Jim Carrey Movie. Actor Jim Carrey, Los okay, Angeles. Okay, that's
1: not his Twitter. Account. What have you been? There's
2: a check mark next to it right there, a blue let check. Let me mark. see it. No, the there is che- not. Yes, there is. There's a blue check. Mark. I that's am staring at it right retweeted. now. Yes, there is. Number one,
0: number one. There Jim Jim you go. If this is the Jim yes, Carrey, it's if him. It is, if it's the Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey <laughs> only has 645 followers because he's careful who he
2: <laughs> lets follow him. He told me he doesn't just let anyone follow him. Wait, he's Greg, what is, he,
1: what is how, he talking to you about? Yeah, let's hear well,
0: like, Can I, can, I, hit, it? Can I no, hit it? It's what all private. Can I hit it? What is private about it Because, because it sexual? he's my friend. You are not on, friends with Jim on Carrey. On Twitter, yes, I am. Okay, so the ma-
1: first message from Jim Carrey. Oh, thanks a lot. Is on, Greg's is, Jim Carrey. This is Jim Carrey saying, hello. <laughs> then Greg <laughs> says, wow. Then Jim says, how are you doing? <laughs> Greg says, <laughs> wow, everything is wow. jim says that's great you must be one of my huge fans greg says wow yep the real jim carrey i am wow (laughs) yep see (laughs) thanks for being a great fan of mine (laughs) you still
0: believe that yes and he says
1: wow 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 you're the best that's greg and jim says you reside where I don't think Jim Carrey would say you decide. Nope, no,
2: no, he asked me where I live. Did he Hollywood, wow, but address? I grew up
1: in Inglewood. My mom still lives in Inglewood. Oh, my God. That's good. I heard that's a nice place to visit. Okay, Inglewood wow, <laughs> is see? not a nice place to visit.
2: What do you mean? They're going to put the Rams there. They're building the okay, stadium. Okay, and then
1: you said, wow, nice place to visit, LOL.
0: What are you doing? You're just... You're just I'm talking to Jim Carrey. If you are, you're only... Talking with, to him with three-letter words. Wow and LOL. <laughs> and LOL is not well, a word.
2: He's only talking with one word.
0: Because Jim Carrey is not wasting his time chatting with you on Twitter.
2: <laughs> That's so unfair to think that way. How do you know he's not wasting his time Why with would, me? If you were Jim Carrey,
0: <laughs> would you be messaging you? Yes. No, you would no, not. No, you would not. Yes, I would. Greg, I'm very it's not. Interesting. Well, you might be interesting. Greg has tears rolling down his yes, eyes I as do. usual. Craig, the real Jim Carrey is not messaging you. Here's some facts. Well, who is it, then? What? It is a person that says they're Jim Carrey. I'm gonna write a really mean letter to them then. Why? Why?
2: There's a check mark next to everything, a blue check mark. That's no, there the, isn't. Those
0: are the retweets that the person did. That fake person is retweeting Jim Carrey. How far did you get with this person in conversations? Was there a lot of messages? No,
1: that was it. That was the last. Okay,
0: message. can I just ask why it had to be so private? <laughs> why could you share <laughs> yeah. that stuff with us? Because <laughs> um, I'm
2: I'm very secretive, you know. You know, there's a, you're not supposed to but, talk but about. But we're just writing people. like,
0: where are you from? Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's so secretive about Wow?
0: Wow, I like. And Epher- by the Angle
1: way, with- Greg. You always say, wow. And I said, you should do merchandise of, you know, you saying, wow. And you're like, I don't want to get sued. You can't get sued for having a shirt that says, wow. It's in the dictionary.
0: Greg could find a way. Well, I sure <laughs> could. Greg, um, it's Did California. that make you sad?
1: I'm sorry. Wow.
0: No, no, Greg, no I'm very, look, very happy. You look like every single person that I've ever seen on the that catfish show. You look sad, and you really believe this is Jim Carrey? (laughs) It is Jim Carrey. It says Jim Carrey. Greg, it's not. Greg, okay, this is the same equivalent. My name is Jim Carrey. I was lying to you the whole time. It's not Anthony. I'm Jim Carrey. (laughs) All righty, then. How are you?
2: Well, I'm great. How are you, Jim? Oh, my
0: God. (laughs) I I was trying to make a point. Just because somebody says they're Jim Carrey doesn't mean they are. Wow, you guys would
2: just have to go ruin this for me when I think I'm really talking to he him. He has you know?
0: 600 followers. Be
1: honest. You know that's not the real Jim Carrey.
2: No, I, I'm i confused. Be honest. It might be. Are you the real Jim Carrey? Are you the real Please Jim Carrey? Please stand Curry? up. Please
1: stand up. Wow. I mean, Please maybe it
2: up. is the real Jim Carrey. I oh. got to
1: say, I've considered both sides of it, and I think Greg's convinced me. I think it's the real Jim Carrey. It can't
0: there you go, be, Tommy. It can be. It
1: could be, though. It really could be. Why?
0: Why would he be messaging with Greg all day? Is not he busy? Cuz he's
1: a private guy. You heard the man. <laughs> wow,
0: well, well,
2: I mean, I, I used to talk to his ex-girlfriend where I worked. I can't say the name of the place I worked,
0: but I used to talk to her a lot. But the what blonde, does that have to do with her girl?
2: You know, she was very pretty and person.
0: Just please. If Jim Carrey asked you to help him with anything financially, he, he helped me he asked me to help him move some art no if he asked you to if this, no he did not I know, I greg you're not lying greg he, he needs well to maybe back if he's at the gallery at you can like say hey hey buddy it's me greg we it's message me all twitter. the time <laughs> yeah greg from twitter you're the guy who writes wow to you and, and then you you ask where i'm from and stuff
1: so greg I, i'm worried about you going to this art gallery because you can be you can be very loud and kind of not aware of your surroundings
2: Uh, If you're not loud and you don't look at his art and go, wow, that's a masterpiece. He's going to think you don't like the art. Wouldn't you be impressed if you had art hanging up Maddie, and somebody went, wow, that's a masterpiece. But I promise I'll be quiet.
1: So – for this field trip to this art gallery. <laughs> I don't
0: think any artist would want that. So, why? for this. The guy well, would want to Why would somebody want somebody to be like, wow, <laughs> that's a masterpiece? <laughs> it's like going to an Italian restaurant saying, this is up ice and meatball. <laughs> why do they want that? Just enjoy it. Yeah. You don't need to tell them. Wow, but, okay, but haven't you ever been
2: to the museum and gone, that's art? Somebody will just tie a piece of metal in a knot and say, that's art. I mean, I could have done something better than that. How did it get in the museum?
1: Okay, Greg, so to go on this trip, you need to get a permission slip from your wife that you can come and handle it and behave yourself.
0: Can
2: you do that? Can you do that? Wow, I'm not sure. Sherry, can you give me a... (laughs)
1: <laughs> a prescription prescription no more this is why i'm starting Wanted to, to worry about
2: no more drawing drawings as well yeah, prescription. yeah. Well, well, hey wow well, hey listen no sherry i need a, a permission slip to go on this trip wow a trip i saw the movie the trip by the way you know it's trippy wow <laughs> that's great but well, anyway i i know i really want to go and i'm sherry can you please give me a permission sh- slip so
1: I can go... What are you... Uh, are you typing?
2: To Jim <laughs> Carrey's museum. Yes.
0: It, right now, Greg it is It's not a Jim Carrey <laughs> museum, by the yeah. way. It is a gallery that is displaying Jim Carrey's art. It's not like a museum where you can go in and you can see the pants that he wore in Ace Ventura or something. And well, he, he
1: makes a really positive impact on society with the show. And I'm very grateful and excited that we get to interview Michelle Macarone. Uh, also... The show has been extended to December 8th. You can see the show at the Macaron Gallery till December
0: 8th. And Greg, Jim Carrey is not Twitter messaging you. That is not him. Let's go to the gallery, guys. If you see Jim Carrey, you do not say, it's me, wow guy from Twitter. Please, dear God. Yeah, please. Well, I promise I won't do that. Okay,
2: let's head to the show. And I'm very, very excited, and I promise you guys I'll be really, really good. Sherry, get that permission slip going right now! Okay, sorry. Wow. Okay, what um, just happened? Do you have All any right. tea?
0: No.
1: Do you have any tea?
0: Why did you just ask if we have
2: tea?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: because that's what polite people drink. Tea? Yes. <laughs> the English are known for their long-term memories and their great plays. What? That's why they always seem to be dazed and confused. <laughs> They're long term I'm worried about you.
0: <laughs> the English
2: are known for their long term yes, memories. Yes, a great place. Well, that's oh why they seem to always look right. dazed and confused. Wow, well, I'm just kidding, English people. But what? That, but that job does look pretty boring, the English guard.
0: <laughs> You'd have to be a boring guy okay. to
1: do that. He's out of control. we got to get him to. Wow. I don't Ray know if we could bring
2: is him. Yeah, oh, right come now. on. I'm just kidding. Around. <laughs> I don't even know if that was a joke. You're just (laughs) saying English guard? Why are you saying
0: English guard? Look at how boring they are. Why did you say they're known for their memories? They are. If you Google it
2: right now, English people are known for their long-term memory and their great plays. Did you ever Greg? audition for Shakespeare? Why are we talking like about the that. English? <laughs> <laughs> well, man. to be or not to wow. Hey, anyway, I'm sorry, and I promise <laughs> I will be polite right now. I'm having an
0: ADHD moment. I promise you guys, and I love you guys. You realize this is my precious time we're dealing <laughs> with. I'm sorry. Right now. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, I'm physically and mentally drained right now.
1: Let's head to the gallery and uh, let's have a blast. I'm super excited to be there.
0: I need like six naps before I go to the gallery. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you at the gallery. We'll see you at the
1: gallery. And again, the show, uh, Jim Carrey's Indignation, runs till December 8th. Thank you, Michelle, so much for letting us interview you. We're very excited. And Jim Carrey, thank you for being uh, an amazing artist and person. All right. So we're headed there. Hopefully everything will go swimmingly. All right, so we're here. Greg, where's your permission slip? Um,
0: it's in the car. I'm not letting you in until you give me the permission slip. Well, okay, hey, do you have your keys, Matty? I have to go back to the car to go get it. Let's go get it. <laughs> let's right, go get let's it. All right, let's
1: go. Okay. All right, Greg is opening his notebook with the permission slip that he can come on this field trip.
2: Wait a minute, where did it
0: go? Oh, conveniently it? lost it. it.
2: No, I didn't. Hold on, it's in here. Here now. Well
0: there it is. Let me see. There you go. It says here, Greg Buckman. Did you write all this? Wow, heck no, look at that handwriting. It's beautiful. Okay. Greg Buckman has my permission, undenying love and un I can't read her handwriting. I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll Greg Buckman has my permission, undenying love and unwavering support in his participation of the Maddie and Anthony podcast field trip. He knows how to use his indoor voice and is a brilliant conversationalist who will be on his best behavior. Love Sherry. Now this is on her, not you today.
1: We gotta have a little chat with Greg before we go in there. Alright Greg? Yes.
0: So you have to be very respectful. Greg is known to kind of go off the rails. I've been in a coffee, two coffee places with Greg at the same day and he's been removed. So this is very serious. This is serious stuff. He was removed from the guitar center. You have to control yourself. You cannot be loud. This is like going into a library. I am now touching Greg's shoulder. Greg, I like your carefreeness. And I like your wildness. You have the long hair like Tarzan. The body like Tarzan. And the swingmanship like Tarzan. Today I need you to be... Garag. Not Greg. Garag. Art... Enthusiast Grog Bukman, can you say that name? Grog Bukman.
1: One more thing, we're gonna give you a, a safe word for when you have to leave. If we say, what should we say?
0: This art is divine. Grog Buckman, what do you think? You leave. If
1: we say that, that's your
0: cue to the leave. Art is amazing. No accent, <laughs> <laughs> Greg. What are you gonna do when we get
1: in there?
2: Um, I'm gonna behave. I'm gonna act like it's a library, and I'm gonna be really quiet and
1: good. No swearing and
2: no sex puns. No sex puns, no swearing.
0: We are here with Garag, Tommy the Engineer, and Maddie. Now, this is a pencil art called Trumpity Dumpity. Now, Grog,
2: what do you think? I had a book on Humpty Dumpty, and but it fell off the shelf.
0: Get out. This oh, is so
2: unfair because I can't Get out. do anything.
0: Greg is reluctantly leaving. I am very embarrassed for me, him, and the entire art community.
1: We're here at the Macaron Gallery with Michelle Macaron. Thank you so much for letting us come into your beautiful space. It's incredible. I'm here with Anthony, they're not talking for some reason. Thank no, you. I Thank know. you for coming. <laughs> I'm happy you're here. It's you're not amazing just me. Too. <laughs> Thank you and beautiful thank you. oh thank you
0: <laughs> so yes. much both of your beautiful beautiful souls i'm all right and we <laughs> all can just accept that Oh, <laughs> well, you look great i like your shirt it's a red i look lumberjacky you um,
3: smell good too
0: yeah yeah it's a uh, lumberjack i've been chopping in the woods all day <laughs> michelle thanks for having us here this is a really really cool treat. spot and it's a cool treat it's to really be able to uh, hang out and talk to somebody in the art world You're in the art world. An art world person. A person of art. artist. you
3: see the face I'm making? (laughs) Michelle looks
0: like she's ready to vomit on my face. (laughs) Michelle, how long have you had this gallery? I
3: opened this space in 2015. I've had my gallery in New York. I opened that gallery in 2001, right after September 11th, which felt really weird. The first show I did was with an artist named Christoph Buchel, who's totally awesome his birthday is September 11th so I thought oh wouldn't that be great to have my inaugural show on his birthday he built a house within my space (laughs) and he was really delayed and then he was called away to Europe so we had decided to delay the show until November
0: I mean building a house within a a structure Uh, the first show was crazy and this is the first I don't want to say
3: crazy it was really intense there was nothing crazy about it It was really sophisticated and amazing did you
0: have any hands on with helping out building anything i can't do anything you can't I'm do useless. anything you were just like i'm a waste of flesh i'm gonna sit back and hopefully it'll be nice
3: i remember <laughs> drinking a lot of cappuccino and walking my dog fair enough and that was about all i did
0: and this was a unique endeavor right were not people like crawling and people
3: crawled through it each room had a different scenario my gallery was two floors and the house went through the two floors. He divided the first floor in half so everything was kind of half height so you weren't sure which floor you were on until you exited through the roof which was at the top of the building through his roof not the gallery's roof and when you came out it was raining and there was water falling into gutters oh that my gushed. gosh It was, it's one of the most extraordinary things I think I've ever done and in an interesting way I've been talking about that exhibition a lot because it ties in to what Jim is doing and that's when I started receding into my chair when you asked me previously about, about the art all the world. art stuff I'm really considering the art world and what the art world is or was and where it goes or where it's going to go. I've been doing this since I was 17 years old. I started working in galleries in New York and I started becoming more or less bi-coastal since the mid-90s. I started working with artists here in Los Angeles and I was going back and forth. I mean my dream was by the time I was 50 to be in los angeles full-time 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 so you
0: do like los angeles i do do and i prefer it
3: to new york cool but my roots are in new york and i'm from the east coast jersey right i'm from new jersey new
1: hampshire i'm from new hampshire
3: Uh, michelle
0: thought maddie was like no you're from new New hampshire you're not from (laughs) she's like i know where i'm from i don't know what's happening right now
3: i've been to new hampshire
0: it's just nice be with the East Coaster. Yeah. Instead of you all the time. I'm Midwestern yeah. uh, through and through. I even have the Paul Bunyan look today. So <laughs> <I'm> it's pretty. <laughs> the theme is really um, consistent. Yeah. So you grew up in New Jersey. Your father, hairdresser.
3: Wow. Grew, you really looked up stuff. I
0: like to find out things. Uh-huh. Hairdresser who uh, he died. He died. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Uh, I read somewhere that he didn't speak much English. Was that throughout your whole life? or Yes.
3: I think he did that on purpose. Yeah. So he could exist in his own reality. And I think it was something protective.
0: Did you know him to be able to speak English? Was he like, hey, let's go watch Friends?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I spoke Italian with him. And I grew up speaking Italian. The one time I realized his English was actually very sophisticated was the last movie I ever saw with him was There Will Be Blood. Right. And... His understanding of that movie was so unbelievably thorough, (laughs) which I thought was really amazing, which is the first time I understood that his understanding of the English language was extremely sophisticated. When he spoke in Italian, he spoke enthusiastically. He actually talked too much. He was like a blabbermouth.
0: Hairstylist not speaking English. How does that go about?
3: My father was an amazing listener kind of like a bartender or a priest. So do
0: they speak Italian or no? No,
3: most of them spoke English to him. What an interesting deal. I would sometimes go to my dad's shop because he had really interesting crackers and Coke (laughs) in the bottle. So I used to like to go along with my dad to work and I would sit there and I would marvel at these women blah la, la, blah 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 bla.
0: the hair was perfect He was
3: not an awesome hairdresser. Okay,
0: this was what wow. oh. Most
3: of the women were mostly bald or balding <laughs> okay, okay. and he would just have to tease it up and hairspray it so it looked like they had hair.
2: Uh-oh. And wow. then my
3: dad was really awesome. He always there were older women most of them didn't drive and my dad would drive them home. Oh my god. And my mom wow. would call, and my mom would call them his He's a girlfriends. A saint. Oh, would your mom be angry then? Like, <laughs> no, I don't what think are you she doing cared. With all these she did not care. Oh, this know. is the best. She could care less.
0: Your mom? She had odd jobs.
3: She was working in a county department of a company just to sort of get out of the house. That's and she such also such- had a shopping problem. Ooh. So she, I think, worked so she could shop extensively. For-
0: oh my God! Was she a hoarder? Well, you guys never We're run into Not out a
3: hoarder, of stuff. though. <laughs> It was clothes and Close. handbags. Oh, wow. So it doesn't take up that much room. It wasn't like ordery oh, okay. like QVC type stuff.
1: What would you say your tipping point for you has been in your career as an art gallery owner?
3: It's really interesting. It's coming now. I'm questioning the whole art world. Art is going to advance in a way which is going to become more immersive and will imbue more of daily life. I see art not just as a thing on the wall, but I think it's eventually going to be something very experiential. And I also see artists not necessarily as artists creating, but actually as being innovators. And maybe they'll be creative in terms of influences. I mean, I watch TV because I like it. (laughs) And I go to the gym and it's more fun to watch TV working out than working out. (laughs) And I'm noticing that there's a really deliberate inclusion and stylization, which is coming from art. And I also know from the commercial side of things that the art world is becoming more and more and more rarefied, and I think fewer and fewer artists are getting the attention they deserve. You know, when I remembered it from the 90s, the art was about its content, about what it was saying. It was political. It was dynamic, and maybe it wasn't the prettiest thing you've ever seen, but there was a real message. There was a real energy behind it. It wasn't really about being commodifiable or something that you would hang on your wall that would become more valuable. You were invested in it because of its message. You were invested in it because you were passionate about what it was saying. You were invested in it because it was a mirror to contemporary culture. And I may be making a huge generalization and I may be furthering my distance from the art world that has been my home for many years by saying this, but I feel like that doesn't exist anymore. I feel like that, I feel like things have changed to such a formal nature. I feel that collectors are looking at art as trophies and not about a type of participation, which is why I got involved in art. I never thought I would make a living. I just thought I was going to promote artists. Doing that first show was really about that experience, and it was inherently political. It was about race, social injustices. You know, that was 2001, and then I think the art world, there was like a huge switch by the mid-aughts, where people started really trophy hunting. I mean, art used to not be expensive. I mean, you could buy artwork for under $20,000 and really be participating in something. Then all of a sudden, it got really, really, really expensive. And then the collectors weren't these people who were going to art galleries every Saturday and saving their money to buy something, but they were billionaires. And then, unfortunately, museums had to follow those trends. I don't mean to blow the lid. I've always said what I thought. And I think a lot of people in the art world are really scared to say stuff because they're going to lose their livelihood. You know, at this point, I don't give a shit. So doing a show like Jim's, which is totally outside of the art world for all intents and purposes, he's a self-taught artist. He's a emergent artist and he's also making political art. Sure. All those things (laughs) kind of bounce him out of your traditional, you know, Miami, Basel, nice painting that you buy for a quarter of a million dollars right.
0: a lot of it is trump's butt you don't necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. want to
3: hang that on your wall but you want to participate in the protest
0: well it's interesting when you said that because it sounds kind of similar to what you believed was art in the 90s in a way like political thought-provoking
3: really full circle right sounds and this like is going it. back yeah. to my roots and right. what i care about i'm also an americanist and i love American pop culture, I like the history of American art, I like the trajectory. You know, I'm a huge Norman Rockwell fan, I love R. Crumb. I'm obsessed with American noir, I'm interested in the whole muck movement kind of subcultures. And in a way, the kind of aesthetic of that sort of plays on that, just in terms of what it is formally and what it is contextually, you know, which is also something that's very. I don't know if it's perpendicular. Maybe it's parallel to the art world.
0: It's actually perpendicular. No, it's I'm just kidding. perpendicular, <laughs> <I like> perpendicular <laughs> whatever.
1: So from what you've been saying, it seems like you're more about making connections with the viewers. That's
3: type. what I'm loving about this yeah. show. Mm. And I have advanced the careers of so many artists. I've supported a tremendous amount of artists. And I did it from gallery spaces, which were large and cavernous and for lack of a better term, kind of fancy. And I would sit in my office and I wouldn't know who came in and I wouldn't be in touch. But as you saw here, I'm sitting out in the front desk and I'm talking to people. People are like, how do I get back to Santa Monica? Or they're asking me questions about how I feel about things, freaking out about, you know, all the jerks. Real conversation and then everyone thanks me for doing the show and I don't think I've ever been thanked.
1: Wow. And Interesting, throughout your
3: whole me. career. No, I don't think anyone thanked me. I mean, artists have thanked me, but I've never As had... As they should, the,
0: you help them out and everything.
3: <laughs> but the general public, I've never had them come in, thank you for this exhibition.
0: Well, it was wow. cool to see you back there, ready to help. You told me you start from this wall, you move around. Yeah, I want to be engaged,
3: and I haven't been engaged like this in, in years. And I feel like that was the other thing that the art world did, You kind of go in this wave and you follow the trends and you go zombie art fair to zombie art fair and you're worried about your overhead and you keep expanding. And I was in a different headspace. And then once you kind of let go of all that, which is what I'm in the process of doing, I feel refreshed. I feel invigorated. And maybe I'm not going to make as much money as I made in the past, but I'm cool. Like I want to do what I believe in and not do what the art world propels you to do well
0: it's great when uh somebody thinks outside the box anyway isn't that what art is for the most part look you know, i'm, I'm talking follow. in
3: huge generalizations that right. apply to me sure i feel and you there's though. probably a million other artists and galleries that feel the same way and do the same thing i'm just so senile i don't know who it is i'm just a little out of touch I just want to make sure that i don't offend anyone because i don't know what i'm talking about
0: and right. that's good to know too Pretty there's a lot denial. of people this day attached. and age that are afraid to admit i'm not an expert at every single thing i'm, I'm not a, an i expert. do art i like this i've been in the world but i don't know everything i'm a human being who i know has very opinions.
1: <laughs> i see it as we're all constantly yeah. and yeah. learning opinion. and connecting and changing and growing
3: my taste changed constantly. I was really interested in European art for a really long time, and my first show was with a Swiss artist. And at the beginning of my career, all my artists were European.
1: So how did Jim's show come to fruition?
3: I knew Jim's agent for a long time. He's an art collector, he's a friend, he's super cool, really like him. And in 2013, I mounted a show of uh, Andy Kaufman Oh my God, you did
0: that show in New York?
3: You did that show in New York. Oh my Lord. It was a a show of his archive and archival materials. Jim has some archival materials that we wanted to borrow from the show. And I also thought he might be interested in buying more archival materials because we had several things available for sale during that exhibition. And I had a really interesting conversation with him about Kaufman and... Fast forward to noticing what he was doing on Twitter I was intrigued because or the media kept saying painting right and, and right, I thought right. these aren't paintings these have to be drawings and right. they have to be coming out of a sketchbook
0: I love seeing the, the, tear. the and tear the tear yeah. it looks
3: Urgent. It look,
0: and it also looks like somebody real. was drawing and put it up. I and love real. it. And real. Yeah. And It really authentic. made me feel happy to see
3: that. And real and authentic. Yeah. And hand. Like, there's the hand. Because the Twitter, the hand is removed. A lot of the drawings he makes, and then he scans them, and then he tweaks them for Twitter. Tweak for Twitter. <laughs> and he makes the colors more hyperbolic, more saturated, more readable. So conceptually, I'm thinking in my head, the future of art is art related to media because people are looking at images on Instagram and sometimes you don't know if it's painting, you don't know if it's drawing, it could be a sculpture, it could be a this, it could be a that. And that's what I thought was so interesting because the media didn't necessarily pick up the origin of the medium and they were calling them paintings as like this catch-all or arbitrary way to describe them. But what I thought was so interesting was the fact that he's cognizant of their mediation? I thought, God, this is brilliant. This is exactly what I've been thinking about of how art is gets propelled to the future, where it just becomes. Just say what I'm doing with my hand. I don't. yes yeah, Circle don't. motion. Art
0: There's is a circle glow. motion, <laughs> almost a like a, existing, a ballet. Existing. And, and now a wave. She's waving <laughs> back and forth. So art is. You've heard it first. Circle and wave. Circle That's and what and art and is. A Thank you so that. much for teaching us today. <laughs> when you said this Andy Kaufman art exhibit, I loved looking at the pictures from that exhibit. There was a mantra. You probably know the mantra because you probably saw it. It's like a mantra that he used to use. And I read it and I try to learn it. I try to meditate with the mantra. When was that? It was in 2013. So I was here, but I even like printed like the, a few things. I like put it on my wall because I love Andy Kaufman.
3: I have to admit, it wasn't my idea. There was a curator in New I York. I want to meet them. <laughs> Jonathan Berger, who's a really interesting curator, he somehow came across some archival material, and I'm just trying to remember. I, look, I am a pretty, I'm old, I'm senile.
0: Don't you say this and about my friend I, again. I, stop talking about I'm, my friend like that.
3: It was historically pilled out, so I think my brain Don't is mush. Don't you talk
0: about, well, maybe you know that part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you know.
3: <laughs> my brain is a little mush, so I'm just trying to remember how this all went down. Y- it
0: doesn't have to be specific. Let's pretend that person didn't exist and you did this. Well, this is what Jonathan I want to feel. It brought
3: to my attention, <laughs> and I think this is how I got really inspired, that there was a postcard that Angie wrote or sent someone at some point and it said something, this whole thing is was performance art. Very nice. And then I got really inspired by that. Again, this goes back to what I said in the very beginning. It's the intersection between entertainment and art that I'm specifically really interested in. And in Jim's case, it's this enormous platform of someone who's celebrity and heroic, but as an artist, he captivates a platform. You know, it's like a double-edged sword. A lot of people are like, a celebrity art. But this is a celebrity who's actually using his celebrity and turning it on its side and saying something that actually could even get him in trouble.
0: When we met at Vulture rooftop party having fun. Oh, Uh, that
3: woman I was with? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about how we met. She's so cool. Yeah. And I said, I know those guys. I follow Maddie on Instagram. I really would like to say hi. Hi. But oh I'm wow! Really, I didn't know you really followed sh- me. That's yeah, i so really cool. Shy. She did mention that. What? And I'm really shy, and I was like, "Oh, I, I can't." And she was like, "Just do it. Just." She's like, oh, "I'm gonna do it." <laughs> she did, and she did it. Oh and
0: she came up like I we were old in- friends. We're out of everyone f- we met. Yeah. you're oh, really one million sweet. percent. Thank yeah. you. We had a really she's good time a, with you guys. I just,
3: she's my new friend. I met her. She came. She lives in Maui. She came here to see Jim's show. Unbelievable. And she's a collector, and she's an enthusiast. She's so great. You know, my therapist quit on me. Yeah. And I was devastated. That's tough. And on Monday, yesterday, I met with Jill. At the exact same time, I would have historically had therapy. And I said, let me buy lunch. Nice. She got me through it. I was just like, ah. Jill. (laughs) Jill. Getting you through it. She got me through it. Introducing
0: you to people. She has very calm eyes, this really Jill. Really
3: calm, and I don't just know if we like okay. See, that's where I
0: disagree. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. She had great calming eyes, guys. She did.
3: First, I was like, who's this lady? But <laughs> right, she yeah. ended up being the warmest. I met her the day before, and she actually asked me to go to the party.
0: So Jill brought you to the party.
3: And I said, you know, and in my head, I was like, I don't go to parties. I go home, catching up on American Horror Story. Eating I love popcorn that show. Bed, eating popcorn in bed.
0: With milk duds. I do eat popcorn with milk duds, just so you all know. That's
3: delicious. I and love I have doing to that. try that. <laughs> it's you so know, good. You know what my thing is, which is nuts? Red vines. Red vines I love and popcorn. Red vines. High fives. Yeah, red high fives. Red vines. Yeah. Red vines.
1: So Jim mentioned in his vulture talk, which was really incredible, by the way. I, uh, what did you think of it? Because I, I really enjoyed I it. I
3: thought it was amazing. I just sat there really nervous because Jim does what Jim does. I really wanted the conversation to really stay on art and not get Jim so worked up about the politics. But when he does, it's so beautiful and it really is the art. My favorite story was the R. Crumb story he had. That was
1: such a good story. And I,
3: I, like, I didn't know that. And I felt like such a dum-dum sitting there as someone who's working with him and not knowing that R. Crumb story that was the highlight of the whole thing. Could you guys give us a
0: little like? Were you not there? I was not no, there. Yeah, it's
1: not my uh, wife came. With can me. you give oh. us a
0: couple examples of the story, or tell what happened with Jim Carrey and R. Crumb?
3: You want to do it? I could do it. Well, do maybe we it? could
1: both get, try and
3: okay. do oh, it. Oh, you should do it at the really, same time too. That'd be really, really. That'd be really cool. No, do you want to start, or do you want me to start? I'll start
0: because I don't know the story. So Jim Carrey was telling an R. Crumb story at the Vulture Dream about having a dream.
1: Yeah, about R. crumb
3: had the dream. R.
1: crumb had the dream. But
3: I can't remember how Jim found out about the dream. That's the part where I might have spaced out about.
1: I don't think he went into details about how. Right. He just said he heard the story.
3: That R. Crum had a dream about Jim doing stand up on The Tonight Show or right. some late night yeah. show. Jim stopped talking and there was dead air. Do you remember yeah, this yeah, part, yeah, which yeah. I thought was yeah, really yeah. brilliant? And Jim starts rolling his eyes in some like left and right and up and down way.
1: Yeah, as like a, some kind of meditation type yeah, thing. Yeah.
3: And, and then R. Crumb basically adopted whatever that was he did with his eyes as his own eye exercise. Yeah,
1: and he called it like the Jim Carrey eye oh <laughs> exercise. My like like gosh. It was kind of phenomenal. Yeah, it yes. really was for was the rest a, of his life, R. Yeah, and yeah, it, it was based on a dream, the, which yeah.
3: I'm obsessed with dreams, obsessed. And I'm I, one of those people that, like, talks about my dreams and bores the shit out of people. Maddie so, does, you does not you say shit no. on a podcast?
0: Well, you could say shit. It's fine. Yeah, you of say course. It, feel free. It's, it's the worldwide. Yeah. But I've got a story. <laughs> I've got a story that's real. <laughs>
3: worldwide. <laughs> real.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't say web. So this story is so weird because it also is a Jim Carrey dream. Oh, I, I have bad. a Jim Carrey dream, too. Maddie would no, you, you like to ahead. interrupt mine for yours yours no, is more no, important than mine no. is that what's happening no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay so my Jim Carrey dream is I was in high school okay and school. that's it no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so Jim Carrey was standing with a microphone on the edge of a cliff he was telling jokes and there was like some kind of audience and the audience was going nuts as they would for Jim Carrey so somehow Jim pulls me by him, and me and him are doing comedy, and then they're laughing at me, laughing at Jim. So then Jim jumps off the cliff. No. And he's rolling down the cliff, and his limbs are breaking. No. And everyone's laughing hysterically. So I jump off the cliff, and all my limbs are breaking, and then we're rolling down, and we're in a lot of pain, and we're bleeding, but Jim and myself are both hysterically laughing, and we think it's the best thing ever, and then I woke up. Isn't that a Whoa. crazy dream? That's a crazy that's a dream. dream. I, did you talk
3: to your therapist about that?
0: The therapist told me to stop dreaming. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you know I know did, there, so Do I you did. know that there's a pill that just came out that can stop you from dreaming? Oh, that's kind of really? sad, though, right? It's for people that have... Cons- <laughs> Dreams like that? <laughs> cons- yeah, exactly.
0: We would do anything for a laugh. We would die for a laugh, almost, which is really interesting, that dream... Yeah, yeah. Anyways, what's your dream, Um, uh,
1: My dream was like actually doing his artwork, actually. So I'm getting emotional just because Jim Carrey has had such a huge influence on my life.
0: Do you want me to pretend I'm Jim Carrey right now? <laughs> no. Talk to no, me, son. No, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, but he's been such a big inspiration to me. Just when I was a kid, I really wanted to be on the Little League team for baseball but I didn't get into Little League.
0: Wait, what? Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to keep cutting you off, but doesn't everyone get into Little League? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't, don't want to laugh but I was really breaking my heart. Yeah. yeah every kid gets a, into a a Little really League, right?
3: really, it's a really good. I don't want to laugh either,
0: but I just want to question really good, uh, the community. I was That's a really
1: good pitcher. For whatever reason, I didn't make the team, and I was crushed and devastated for what, like 12-year-old. And... Uh, yeah i went and saw ace ventura and jim just like like he was my hero in that moment because sorry i'm getting so emotional but he was just you know he he uh he comforted me and made me laugh it was just the most incredible experience watching him on screen i was basically pissing my <laughs> pants from laughter and unable to breathe after that i was just like man Whatever this guy is doing is the right thing. And I want to know how I can do that because I want to bring people's lives up that are struggling with, you know, with pain. And
0: So, yes, yeah, so, sorry, I get so emotional there. Maddie is punching his own leg right now. <laughs> I am not. He just had such
1: a, a monumental effect on me and uh, so many people, too. I mean... He's inspired so many people. It's kind of like in Ace Ventura too, how he calls all the wild animals to come help him. And that's what I feel like he did with Ace Ventura with me. Like I'm an animal and maybe a giraffe or something. But he really <laughs> he gave me a path and he gave me purpose. The dream that I had with Jim, he was surrounded by his paintings. He was just crying and crying and crying and crying. I don't remember exactly what I said because it's a dream, but I think I was just there, thanking him and telling him, you know, thank you, and it's okay, it's okay. And I just wanted him to know how much he influences people and how incredible he is. That was my
0: dream. Yeah, very light dream, man.
3: (laughs) I feel like. Art for him is a type of therapy, and certainly the drawings are his therapy to kind of get through whatever hideousness we're going through. And then the painting, paintings, I think he works out a lot. So I think your dream was really touching. I think it was really honest, and yeah. somehow you interpreted actually what is happening. Can't speak for Jim, but right. I think yeah. that all of this is, for him, an incredible therapy.
0: So, you have a gallery with the art that is also inspiring people to come by and kind of have these moments. And I think that's really, really cool on all levels, too. If you didn't have an art gallery and he didn't do art, then Maddie couldn't get inspired and realize the compassion and, and the love that he has for certain things. That I think that's just really a cool full circle. Did
3: you see the Ace Ventura drawing?
0: I did. I loved it. So it's Ace Ventura with elephant. With elephant. Yeah, and the trunk boys have been uh, punctured by the husk.
3: Is it husk or tusk? Busk. Busk. (laughs) Busk. I don't like to be corrected. That was a legitimate... No, 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 no. Mine was not a correction. It was a legitimate (laughs) question.
0: I was almost tearing up in your gallery (laughs) and then... You know what you do? You stick me with a word correction. How it dare wasn't, it you? Wasn't, it was a question. You're getting he's tuning, he's kidding. Tussed. Maddie has to say, I'm kidding because I am very dry.
3: Okay. Enough. I'm actually kidding too. Kidding. <laughs> I knew it.
0: Maddie's in the corner shaking Maddie's back like, and forth because
3: okay, we're a couple of nut question. jobs.
1: His vulture talk, he mentioned that Canadian doctors will prescribe patients if they're stressed out. Well, go to an art gallery, and I was just wondering, what are your thoughts on that?
3: When I was in college, I would get on the M4 bus, and I would go to the Met. I would go look at the caravaggios I would wander around the museum, and I would weep. I've wept in front of more art than I can possibly talk about. Wow. I mean, every time I see a Mark Rothko, I weep. I think most people do. For me, art's always been that. And I feel like for a lot of people, you don't even have to know what you're looking at. It speaks to anyone. It's all up for interpretation. And I know for my therapy, I go and look at art.
0: Are you connected with the artists that you. Uh, Very much. So. I, it's almost like you have, have to be, feel a love for them. I or?
3: have to feel like they're my best friend. I have to feel like I'm their protector. I don't want to say mother because that sounds so ugh. I don't want to yeah, be anyone's right. mother. Sure. Because um, all I hear is yelling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Um, get home! Oh. Or
0: whatever they do. My mom always yells, still to this day. I am. mad knows. <laughs> I think that's so interesting, the connection to the artists.
3: There's two kinds of galleries. One where it's all business and one that's all family. And for me, it was all family. And it's like all in or not in.
0: The artist can trust you then. I
3: mean, it's a double-edged sword. You get mad at your parents. And you
0: get hurt easier. And I you bet. get hurt easier. Yeah. Do you feel as if it feels like a breakup every time a show ends?
3: I get sad every time a show ends. Right. Yeah. Not necessarily a breakup. It's a loss.
0: Jim's show ends. They take out all the art. Blank wall.
3: I'm really excited about my next show, so I feel really, um, I don't think this time it's going to be, and I also know that I'm going to continue working with Jim, and we right. have ideas of doing some other projects. So I, it won't be as ridiculous as it has been with other artists. I'm
0: sure that first show would have been weird, too, because there was so I much. And in...
3: I kept extending it. Yeah, I bet. It was almost like if the show ends, I'm going to die. Well,
0: 9-11, oh. it was just
3: a lot. I Your just, first I show. I held on to that, and I held how, on to it.
1: How long was the show altogether?
0: It's still running. It's <laughs> still there. Actually, you know, they
3: tore down that building. I freaked out. Yeah. Forty five Canal Street. It was the oldest building on Canal Street. It was built in eighteen thirty six when Canal Street was actually a canal.
0: That artist has a connection with Trump too.
3: Yeah. Oh my god, he made the awesomest, awesomest work ever. Oh my god. I can't even Yeah, just
0: recently, right?
3: So he did the best work ever in the history of the universe. He was trying to get (laughs) the Trump wall prototypes which are up right just across the border from tijuana he was trying to get them turned into national monuments yeah which is which is like the dopest thing i've ever (laughs) i mean beyond wow so i don't know how many people went to go see it but i read about it and i called him and i was like hey i gotta go see this how do i do it and he was like oh my god that's amazing you're gonna go you have to go to the mexican side you have to go to tijuana and look back so what he did was he found a guy on the tijuana side and he bought him a huge ladder (laughs) And he told him, he said, if anyone comes wanting to look at these walls, here's the ladder. So Christoph told me how to find the guy. This is not on GPS. It's like there's a big ditch. You go over (laughs) the ditch and then you make a left up a dirt road, which is next to this kind of house. And I'm like, they're all like that. And they're all dirt road. Oh, my God. So uh, hours. So I finally find the guy. I forget his name. And he was out there with his girlfriend. I don't speak Spanish, but kind of my Italian. And they didn't speak English. And we kind of gesticulated and asked for the ladder. And the guy's like, sold the ladder. <laughs>
0: wow. Lad- so I was,
3: So I was like, oh, no. Because you can't see over the wall unless you have a ladder. Oh, You, know, you wow. have to get up over the wall to see Trump's prototypes. Right. So he's like, hold on. And he went and he found these gigantic old tractor wheels and he wheeled over these tractor wheels and he started stacking them by the way he was weighed less than I do this is amazing and he's like herculean strength building this tower of tractor wheels and I just climbed up these tractor wheels and stood precariously at the top and he was kind of holding the wheels, sort of so he didn't fall over and I'm holding on trying not to get entangled in barbed wire and there they were these freaky prototypes there's of them I think unbelievable I love wow. the story so and much and so I was like hey he doesn't have the ladder anymore he's like what what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> like I left a ladder for this guy oh, um, wow. he got in a ton of trouble for it I didn't quite follow the controversy and poor Kristoff wherever he goes there's something controversial that happens but he's a genius you know what that's what Jim's doing he's documenting a particular time in history our history he's narrating this And it's brilliant. And so, you know, I know that there's a cast of characters out there that in 10 years would be like, wait, who was Rosenstein? Wait, who was Jeff Sessions? When it unravels a real story that really happened of, you know, a pile of jerks.
0: Well, also. Abuse of power. Eventually, when 10 years from now, when they're asking who they are. At least they're asking
3: this could be where history gets destroyed. History gets eradicated. I'm going to follow this, you. You've got a big building.
0: I'm hiding in here if you don't mind. <laughs> you got water. Well, I got to
1: just say it. Seeing the show, it's really such an honor that you invited us here to interview you. And I no, think you guys it's, I think it's invited a thing. yourselves. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, We invited ourselves, but um, that you said that you said enough. yes. No, no. You guys you suggested yes. it and I said sure.
0: We no, did show up today te- with I microphones te- and <laughs> we were like te- it's te- time <laughs> to come in and you were like what's going on? I'm working. Um let's go to the back room and uh start talking.
3: No, but this is something I'll I'll always you.
1: remember that I was able to interview you in, oh, you're in this so gallery. Sweet. So thank you. you. Thank um, you guys. Uh, uh, kind of a last question um for me or <laughs> I'm no. I like to do this, I like do jokes, I'm sorry. Um, what advice do you have for artists that are just starting out, that are getting into the field of art, what would you tell them?
3: I would tell them to stay creative, and think big, and don't necessarily think you'll ever have a gallery show, and that your work will ever sell, but stick to those ideas, and try to find alternative ways, and persevere, and try to find alternative ways in which you can communicate your vision, because I really think that the idea of making a work that hangs on a wall will be obsolete, and I think people should be think or artists, are always going to be artists, and I think they should think artwork that's experiential, artwork that exists kind of more in the atmosphere than it really exists co- in a concrete way. And I think people should be thinking about how to intersect art with technology and entertainment. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I watch American Horror Story. It is so wonderfully stylized. You understand that there is an actual... I mean, art is really influencing media. That would be my suggestion. The
0: costumes and everything on that show? No, I, I
3: agree. And, and, you know, look, art school's expensive... Getting a studio in Los Angeles is expensive. Getting a studio in New York is impossible. I just think there's other ways to to be creative. The glamorous idea of being an artist, I think, will disappear at some point. I think artists are creatives and there will always be creatives.
0: Think outside the box. Yeah. Think, think outside that's the gallery. may advice. Be terrible that's advice that people
3: might throw tomatoes at No, that's at that really
1: meat, good.
0: I, I love that. If they advice. throw tomatoes at you for your opinion, then. Yeah, what are you going to do?
3: But I'm I'm sad to be so discouraging because I want artists to perpetuate their visions. I just feel you have to think beyond gallery, museum. I think that whole history and whole cycling of the way that art has been historically memorialized is is absolutely going to change.
1: That's awesome. And
3: people should start thinking about art selling for $10. I like that And selling more of it than art selling for thousands of dollars.
0: Oh, I love that. And the name of the show is...
3: Indignation. Drawings by Jim Carrey, 2016 to 2018. Amazing. Thank you. This has been
0: a real pleasure for our... I love talking to you. you And we should all be friends. We should. I am going ahead and saying, I want this. I I want this to happen. (laughs) Folks, that's about it for the rest of the show. We usually do news with Craig, but since he's been kicked out of the art gallery, we've decided that we would just not have news. I hope you learned about art. I hope you learned about life. And I hope most of all you learned about uh, art.